hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brunnick. Today I'm joined with Peter Greer, President and CEO of Hope International. So stay tuned. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Guys Like Us episode. We are in our 40s now. I don't like to keep track of numbers, um, but we are a long way from our early roots back in 2017. And if this is your first time tuning in, thank you for uh, opening up your phone, uh, opening up your laptop, whatever it might be, and turning to the Guys Like Us podcast. Um, I, I appreciate your support. For folks who have been here for quite some time, uh, thank you for continuing to join in and listen and hope that you feel inspired in this word. If you would like to leave us a review, uh, you can hop onto iTunes and give us a five-star rating and, and throw a few comments in as well. In this episode today, I chat with Peter Greer, who's a father, husband, author, president, and CEO of Hope International, most importantly, a disciple of Christ. Hope International is a Christian faith-based organization focused on alleviating physical and spiritual poverty through Christ-centered microenterprise development. Peter shares more about his background in business, mission, service, and, and faith, and how that has created a narrative and a path for his life, um, now spending a lot of his time at Hope International. He shares a story um most recently, uh, being in Burundi, and and the and what I really enjoy is the power that stories have to open up the mind, the heart, and the soul with one another. And you'll and you'll see this how this plays out in this episode. Peter shares about his personal mission and also one of his books, Mission Drift, how we can uh, stay on track and and be mindful of when. We tend to veer away and, and lose track and lose sight of what what our purpose and what our intention here is and as an organization. He also shares some life lessons uh, from 10 to 15 years back um, and, and just what he knows now that he did not know then. Trust that God is at work and keep moving. It's really an exciting time to be alive. Uh, words from Peter Greer. So let's turn on over to the episode. Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and today I'm joined with Peter Greer, the president and CEO of Hope International, the author of a handful of books, and most importantly, a disciple of Christ. So without further ado, Peter, thanks so much for joining me this morning. Thanks so much for having me, Tyler. Absolutely. How I'd like to um, kick things off is by opening up in prayer. So I'd be happy to kick us off, and then we can get going into the into the podcast. Heavenly Father, thanks for bringing Peter and I together today. I'm grateful and happy for this morning, uh, this Wednesday morning, an opportunity to get a bit more into into what you've been doing in in Peter's life and and also my life, and and, and hear how these different gifts and passions ha have started to 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 create fruit and start to develop into something something greater than than just ourselves and and the power of 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 our of our passions and our purpose that has been given by you and and really how these 
can can be exemplified and, and magnified uh, across the world. And I'm just excited to hear about um, how Peter has been able to 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 be faithful and walk in walk in your in your steps and your guidance and and how this has really translated into his his life today as the president and ceo of hope international and everything else that he is part of right now in jesus name i pray amen amen thank you absolutely so to get things going i want to know um a a bit more about who you are Uh, obviously a lot of your time is spent at hope international um but really just you know who who you are what you do and and really why you do it yeah fantastic well, I am a uh, husband to Laurel and dad mm. to Keith, Liliana, and Miles. Mm. And uh, we also have been jumping into the uh, foster care uh, world here in Pennsylvania, where we currently live. And uh, so there's been a number of other uh, kids to add to that list, depending on the time uh, as well. Mm. Uh, but that's been an amazing journey um, as well. And yeah, my day job, I work with Hope International, so we're a global Christ-centered microenterprise development organization uh, trying to address global poverty uh, through a Christ-centered approach that really focuses on training, on savings mobilization, and by making small loans to help entrepreneurs grow and expand their businesses. So uh, I'd like to start as Mm. husband and dad. Uh, That's what I do. And I love, as you said in the uh, opening words there about, and most importantly, uh, a follower of Jesus. Awesome. 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 Uh, Yeah. I I always, you know, I I think these, these titles and these names can, can show a bit, but it's always better to to get a bit more context by hearing it from them, you know, from the person that, you know, himself. Um, I want to know a bit more about when you first got involved in your Christian faith. Was this something that um, has really been part of who you are and uh, has been part of your, your your path since an early child? Yeah, so I grew up in Massachusetts, so mm-hmm. something that I believe you and I have in common. Yes. But grew up uh, outside of Boston, and my dad was a pastor uh, at, a, at a church called Carlisle Congregational Church. And so uh, he was uh, every Sunday uh, in the pulpit preaching, and uh, and and more important than that is he was living it out every other day of the week. So really, really grateful that my parents uh, lived out the message that they were were sharing in the church context in, in a wonderful and compelling and beautiful way. And then we also had opportunities as kids to travel and go on mission trips, and it really opened my eyes and my heart to the needs that are around the world. And, and, uh, and so early on, I would say, uh, the course of my life was impacted uh, by, by, by my faith, um, uh, made my own at an early age, uh, by my interest in, in global issues and poverty, mm-hmm. and by my interest in business and entrepreneurship. And so I've had the great privilege of looking at the intersection of those three areas, uh, my faith, where it overlaps uh, with global poverty and where uh, both of those overlap with business and entrepreneurship and figuring out what is a way to help uh, the church reach out to communities around the world to provide jobs as opposed to just uh, more traditional handouts and aid or charity. Wow, excellent, excellent. So yeah, yeah, I, I love how those all those different elements of, of who you are and um, is really what, you know, Hope International embodies and, and what you've been able to do is a full-time, full-time calling and a full-time career. Um, 
and and so you mentioned when you were when you were a child you, you your dad was the pastor so I, I've, I've had the opportunity to, to speak with a few other friends and and folks on the podcast who have also been the you know pastor's kid the pk as as, uh, as it's called back you know um and and was this was this something that um you were thinking about pursuing of, of you know being called into full-time ministry and being a pastor just like your dad um i'm sure that there is this kind of this fatherly calling that we all have and was that something that um started to manifest itself as as you got older uh, can, you, can you just walk through a bit of kind of how that looked sure it was interesting. I, I so much respect, so much uh, appreciation and admiration uh, for my parents, and yet I, I never uh, saw myself following in in that particular uh, calling, that particular uh, vocation. And uh, so, uh, because of my interest in global, uh, because of my interest in entrepreneurship, I studied mm-hmm. international business, and uh, really had an interest. Uh, in understanding the global economy and uh, again entrepreneurship kind of had a a little bug uh, Mm -hmm. that hasn't gone away as well and so I was studying in Russia as part of something called the International Business Institute and while I was there I had lunch with an individual it was in Moscow and uh, he heard about my interest in how faith was central he heard about my interest in in the broader space of missions he heard about my interest in global poverty and, and he said, have you ever heard of this new tool uh, called microfinance? And he went on to describe uh, Muhammad Yunus, who went mm. on to win the Nobel Peace Prize. And it really opened up my eyes to a very different way of helping that I candidly had never been exposed to. I never really thought about using business as a way to address global poverty and as a way to help the church love and serve in, in its communities. I never really had thought of even that sort of an approach. Mm-hmm. And so it became my singular goal when I uh, had additional semesters. Um, uh, I studied every single organization I could find. And when I graduated, I sent my application to every single organization I could find. And then eventually had the opportunity to get a job in Cambodia uh, in a rural branch office doing internal controls. But I was so excited. And, and Tyler, when I first got the job offer, I didn't even know where in the world I was going to go. Uh, mm-hmm. The location wasn't specified. And candidly, it didn't matter at all to me. I could have been in uh, Cambodia or I could have been in Indonesia. And I just wanted to try it out. And uh, so thankfully, uh, this has been my career. Um, so started with World Relief in Cambodia and then uh, with World Relief in Rwanda, uh, spent a shorter amount of time mm-hmm. with CARE in Zimbabwe, and then also uh, after graduate school, came back um, uh, yeah, to this organization I had heard of a little bit before, Hope International, mm-hmm. and so I've been with Hope International for the last 14 years. So you look back and you can see God's hand at work, even though when you're in the middle of it, it's often not quite as clear to determine where God might be leading and uh, how all of these passions, all of these interests will, uh, will come together in some way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that that uncertainty and that um, just the, the of where things were going to kind of go and take off started from the get go when you weren't even really, you know, completely sure where, what location you would be in too. So I think that, that kind of set a precedent of kind of the, the uncertainty, but also the 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 trust and clarity that you've been able to to have too, and uh, and calling on God for you know for discernment and and for and for 
just a bit more understanding of the the uh, bigger purpose and what you're doing. And I want to I want to zoom into your time as a you know in microfinance, really as a microfinance advisor, and really starting to understand this concept. I know for me, uh, I I first got I, stu- I studied international business in college as well. That was my major, and had the opportunity to go to Peru and and uh, you know see firsthand a. Um, microfinance at, at a small at a small blank small bank in Lima and it, it was just so interesting how how successful a lot of these uh, microfinance loans were and you know I, I, I don't uh, recall exactly but it was in the you know the, the upper upper 90 percents for you know terms of um, paying back these loans and and something uh, you know it, and it's crazy how microfinance can can just be a, a mechanism and a tool for for hope and for opportunity for 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 people and as as a christian and as a, in our walk we you know hope hope for people and hope in the gospel is something that is um a core tenet of you know our, our con- continued faith and why we continue to believe um was w- w- when we look at microfinance when you were initially there was that was that something that was an opportunity for you to to kind of hear how the gospel could you know could also make its impact and make its kind of make its 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 name known, um, or was that something that kind of came later when you when you discovered Hope International? No, I, I think that the more time you spend with the entrepreneurs, they they are remarkable people, hmm. uh, born in very different contexts, very different surroundings. And yet they have overcome seemingly impossible uh, challenges and obstacles at a national level and oftentimes at a personal level. And there is a grit and there is a resilience mm. that when you are able to invest small amounts of capital because of their character, because of their tenacity, because of what mm. they've already been through, uh, as you said and as you saw and as you experienced, uh, they can take very little and and uh, oftentimes see some remarkable changes and improvements in their lives. Mm. And so I've had kind of a front seat to watching a lot of individuals uh, that have received investment and and uh, grown uh, and scaled small enterprises. And uh, nothing but respect uh, mm-hmm. for the for the families we serve for sure. Wow, wow. And and you know when I, I guess kind of going back on. Uh, I, back on your time really kind of on the ground and being in Cambodia and, and also now um, you, you mentioned just the, the 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 power that you know financial capital can have on on somebody's lot you know somebody's life do you have a you know a story in particular that 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 shares a bit more about how this you know you know one really you know really cool or really interesting story that of, of something that was you know how one small, one small loan or one small, uh, you know, act of, act of kindness can completely change somebody's life. Yeah. So just on Friday, so just mm-hmm. uh, less than a week ago, I got back from Burundi, and while I was in Burundi, at a short amount of time in Rwanda, but while I was in Burundi, mm-hmm. I was in a community, and it was a long drive on a very bumpy road. Mm. Uh, my my friend and the country director of Hope Burundi, uh, Jean de Dieu, uh, he said, mm-hmm. Peter, we call this a Burundian back massage as we were bouncing <laughs> along on this road. And uh, okay. while we were there, we uh, spent time with a group and there are a lot of things that stand out uh, from this recent trip. But this was a 
church-based savings groups so they get together and they start saving their capital they start pooling it together and then they start investing it in each other's businesses and uh, so one individual Alphonsine she received uh, a capital loan and uh, she is a woman on the move uh, okay. she has uh, uh, cattle uh, she has cows uh, she farms and uh, she is so proud of her home. And she said, without my savings group, uh, there's no way that I would own this home. And she welcomed us in and she prayed for us. Mm-hmm. And then there also was a pastor there, Pastor Emmanuel, and he shared how uh, in the community, malaria used to be a big deal. And he said, but now because of this group, uh, because of the, the savings group, he said, when people are sick, they now have the medicine they need uh, to get better. So uh, kids mm-hmm. aren't dying anymore from, from malaria and other preventable diseases. And he said, people aren't just joining the groups, they're joining the church. Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was really encouraged by that one small community, one small example, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, with with God's incredible grace, we're serving in 15 countries and uh, over 900,000 entrepreneurs that we are privileged to serve in those places. Wow, that, that, that's awesome! That's awesome. Um, and something I want to shift into is, um, you know, humans, organizations, countries, and and just our our greater world. Should all have a mission, um, and, and you know it takes a lot of mission awareness and understanding of what of what that mission should be. Um, and I'm sure working with a lot of you know over 900,000 entrepreneurs, um, you've had the opportunity to hear about what you know what a lot of their missions are and, and how they're you know unique unique, but also um, play into a, a greater picture as well. Um, and I've found that you know, some, it takes a lot of time and to to go back and reflect on on what this to locate what this mission can be and really start to examine how this how this mission uh, is you know is uniquely yours and, and how that can it can play out um, as well in your life um, and I know that this is something that you've been very you're very passionate about. How have you been able to to find your mission? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I would say that I, I, I don't know kind of exactly if mm. this is um, yeah, normative, but I really do uh, look back to the conversation in Russia. And there was something about that conversation. There was something about discovering this tool that felt like it described me. Uh, and and looking at those big areas of, of the church, my faith, uh, looking at uh, poverty and looking at business and entrepreneurship and the intersection of those uh, those those areas, and that has become my my mission. Uh, I, I phrase it a little bit differently today, perhaps than I did back then. Um, but uh, because of the work that we do, because of the calling, um, I've, I've taken a little bit from Hope International's mission statement and made it part of it my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the idea of I, I want to spend my life investing in people and building the kingdom of God, um, investing in people. I, I celebrate uh, the time that I have with the with the staff members and not just that with any individual. Individual. I love pouring into people. I love hearing their story and seeing what their passions, what their gifts are. And I want to continue to, uh, to be, a, be a person who cheers loudly for friends and for individuals as they're on their journey. And, and the pursuit of this is not for 
our own prestige or our perks. The goal of all of this is to build the kingdom of God. Um, so the idea of investing in people um, and and uh, expanding mm. the kingdom of God is is what I want to spend my life doing. Mm. So so it sounds like a lot of a lot of you kind of being able to to clarify that. Well, actually, sorry, first to locate it kind of goes back to to you know a, a previous experience. And when you when you go back, how have you been able to? to kind of think through that? Has it been through journaling? Has it been just through, uh, you know, been in prayer? Is, is it been, um, you know, or, you know, even going back and, and spending some time, you know, away from what you're doing right now? Kind of what are some of the different practices and ways that you've been able to, to understand kind of what you're, what you're called to do? Um, I guess, I guess to start. Yeah, I would say there are two primary influences when it comes to, Perhaps this issue of identifying calling, mm. but then the broader conversation of how do we make sure we're all learning and growing mm. and not becoming stagnant as individuals. So the two things uh, for me, one is is the idea of constellation mentoring. And so uh, we all know the idea of mentoring, uh, but I like the idea of constellation mentoring. Uh, I read a book uh, from NavPress uh, years ago on this that was really helpful in clarifying, but the idea that the goal isn't to just find one super mentor, because most of us probably identify individuals that have areas where we want to emulate, and then they probably have other areas that maybe that's not exactly what we want to do. And so it takes the pressure away from finding one superhuman mentor where that has all of the areas figured out. And it says, what is one area that you really want to be intentional about learning and growing from that individual? And so I've been able to have wonderful relationships uh, between five and seven individuals that I have been able to learn from in an intentional way that have a very specific area that I'm trying to learn from them. And that has been a terrific, terrific experience. And then the second area uh, for me personally is writing, not necessarily journaling. Uh, I really enjoy blogging and uh, shameless plug. Uh, Peter K. Greer is where I blog if anyone has an interest. But then also doing books. Uh, I have found that I've I've been able to write uh, books and I've been able to do it uh, not on things that I'm an expert in always necessarily, but to write on things that I'm really interested in and almost trying to follow Jim Collins, Good to Great, Mm -hmm. which just says you don't have to be the expert in this, but let's go find the experts. Let's go listen to them. And uh, so I've been able to have a terrific kind of group of additional relationships. Um, uh, Chris Horst and I wrote a book called Mission Drift, and we wanted to learn why Mm -hmm. organizations drift from their founding purpose and mission and then what we can do to prevent it. And so this was very much us trying to learn. And so we identified organizations that had scaled, professionalized, and stayed on mission. And we were able to have incredible interviews with these individuals and to share some of the things that we were learning with a broader audience. So I would say for me, the Constellation mentoring model and the intentional active writing process have been two areas that have really yeah, made sure that I'm continuing to learn and grow and provide a greater clarity on purpose and calling for me personally as well. Mm. Yeah, that's that's awesome, and and I think just you know from both points there, I think there's a, I think a general consensus or kind of a, a takeaway that you don't have to have everything figured out before you you know do something, and I or you know it doesn't have to be a complete picture. Just like it, it's you're not going to be able to find 
or you know it's going to be a lot more challenging to find a, you know one standalone mentor but rather it's it's a it's a, maybe a wiser choice to find a group of people that are going to you know really impact and and invest in your life in, in different ways but that's really you know i think that's important because a lot of folks um and i don't want to speak for everybody but you know or just look for one person or one one you know one thing or one just one you know one person here on earth that can that can really help them identify this calling and identify you know all these different areas but it it, it takes a lot of different people and that's kind of the the body of Christ there too, kind of at its, at its work. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other thing was just the, the writing too. And it is, uh, it's, 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 it's humbling how you've, or, you know, it's, it's interesting how you've, you, you said that, you know, you don't have to be a complete expert to, to write about something, but you can take the steps, um, find the people and, and, you know, absorb the, the content and the information that will help create a better narrative and a better picture so that you, you know, can become quite, quite good and, and, and quite talented at, at, at what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the other thing, I, I know that you've uh, also wrote on, um, you know, just mission drift, and that's something that uh, is obviously, you know, passionate, passionate in your life. How can, you know, if we do lose track of our own mission or if an organization loses track of, what they were set out to do initially. Um, first question is, how can we prevent this from happening? And then how can we get back on track if we're, if we're starting to fall off? Yeah, that's, uh, that was, th those are the questions that we were trying to wrestle mm. through and understand and then uh, much more importantly apply. And uh, the, at an organizational level, uh, what we found is that it really comes down to two issues. One is clarity. Do we have clarity of what the organization's mission is? Mm. And then uh, the second area is intentionality of practice. What are the daily habits, routines, practices that are either reinforcing our identity or that are slowly sowing the seeds of drift? Mm. And the problem with drift is it happens so slowly very rarely is there a big showdown or a big mm. moment where uh, the direction of an organization is is materially changed. Rather, it's a case of benign neglect, mm. the small ways that we just stopped caring, we just stopped paying attention. And, uh, and, and so those are two big areas, a lot of the specific practices underneath. But then I like how you applied it at a personal level because that's also what we found is ultimately mission drift at an organizational level is the accumulation of drift that happens at the individual mm. level. How do we make not forsaking our first loves? How, how do we make sure that we are keeping our heart uh, in the right place as we do this work? And uh, and there's a strong connection uh, between what is happening in the staff, what is happening in the leadership, what is happening in the board, and what happens eventually to the organization as well. Um, yeah, so Tyler, I'm going to send you a copy here. I'll send you a copy of Mission Drift. It was oh, a wow. great kind of research project and a lot of fun to think through these issues. Well, thank you. Uh, it's something that's very interesting to me too, and um, is a topic that is that is I think ever more present now as we are, are, are looking to to you know solve the, the world's biggest problems. Um, I think sometimes it it. it it makes a bit more sense just to, you know, to fall, to, to, to solve one, maybe more uh, unique problem or one particular problem rather than, than, you know, trying to solve everything at once, which is something that I think a lot of Americans and human humans in general 
uh, fall into. They want to want to do something and, and they want to do it all. At least at least I at least I fall into that trap from time to time too. Right, right. We we are big believers organizationally and individually of focus. And I mm. love the quote from Warren Buffett. He said, your not-to-do list is every bit as important as your to-do list. Mm -hmm. And so organizationally as well as individually, what controls do we have in place where we're not just saying yes to every invitation or mm -hmm. opportunity, but really being specific uh, and, and not saying, is this a good idea, but is this the best idea that, that we have to fulfill our mission right now? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's been a great process, something that we're still learning about uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, something I want to know on a, on a personal level is, is there something that you're learning now that, that you wish you had uh, maybe known or, or exercised um, 10 to 15 years ago? Yeah, I think that uh, 10 to 15 years ago, one of the biggest uh, areas that I wish I knew back then is uh, that growth can be wildly misleading. I think that there is a tendency for all of us to measure our success, to measure are we doing a good job by are we growing. And so as we're in organizations, we look at the top level numbers. How many people are we serving? What's the size of our budget? And those are good and those are important things to measure and monitor. But increasingly, I am convinced that they're not the right things to focus on or obsess over. Mm. Um, and, uh, and where I am today compared to 10 to 15 years ago is I still care about those things. I still want to uh, serve more people. I still want to grow and invest in things that are going to have uh, an exponential impact. But I want to be even more concerned uh, about the quality and about whether or not we're staying true to the calling and the mission that we have. And sometimes growth can pull us away from quality and sometimes growth can pull us away from actual mission fulfillment for what our core mission is. So I think that's mm -hmm. one thing. Second thing that I wish I knew 10 to 15 years ago is, is that uh, the family of God extends beyond uh, organizational boundaries. And so early on, uh, I would oftentimes look at other organizations and I would kind of look at them as our rivals. Um, and when they would have incredible success, I would not be the first person to stand up and cheer. And I, I, this has been an area of growth and learning. I, I want to be the biggest fans, the biggest uh, cheerleader of anyone who's doing important kingdom work uh, because ultimately we are on the same team. Ultimately, we are part of the same family. And so I think that was an area of growth that I wish I, I, I that I would want to do differently is to be a huge fan and proponent of other organizations that are doing good and have an open source everything attitude. Mm -hmm. How can we help? How can we serve? Because we all are on the same team. Truly to get back to that body of Christ uh, imagery that you were talking about. Mm, absolutely. And I, I think that on your last point, I think that that definitely speaks to transparency as well of, 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 of what, what, we're doing as as people and what we're doing as as organizations as well and i know that that has been a, a, a trend in business that has um that has you gotten a bit more publicized as um you know all the way down to financial statements um to you know com company culture and you know how how employees are treated and and there's really a full-blown transparency of what is going on in the in the business and really you know with the operations and and how that is that that's actually a good thing and that's that's actually um 
helping to to create more clarity of of what you're doing and i think because when we start to step into a place of understanding where we are right now and what we're doing then we're able to 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 see how how that is going to impact in our in effect the the lives that we want to impact um and then also i, I on the the I think that your earlier point also, the first thing that came to mind for me was the, the breadth versus depth type of impact. As we, I think we, we, we tend to, to look at volume and, you know, more, more, more lives, you know, you know, X, 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 and X, you know, hundreds of thousands, whatever our metric is as the kind of the, the barometer baseline. And I, and I agree, I think that's, that's very important, but I think there's, there needs to be an increased focus on, on the quality you spoke to and Mm -hmm. the different ways of looking at quality too um and uh, you know i'm I'm sure we could talk about that topic for a while but um we'll i'll leave it at there yeah great yeah um so the the other question um i want to ask is um just last last final questions here um where where can we find you and the God in the work that God's doing in you? Um, obviously, as you mentioned, your your blog, which is Peter was it peterkgreer.com? That is correct. Yeah, my middle name is Keith, so Perfect. just uh, peterkgreer.com. And then also for Hope International, uh, our website is all written out, just hopeinternational.org. And um, and uh, yeah, I guess the only other thing is. The, uh, the, the the books that I've written, uh, hopefully they're anywhere where you buy books, uh, but mm-hmm. you also can find them at Peter K. Greer. There's a list of, of them in a description as well. And uh, if there's anything that I can do to help you, Tyler, or your mm-hmm. listeners, um, again, best way to reach out, social media, uh, Peter K. Greer um, as well, or there's a form on the website as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let us know if we can help in any way. Great. And then the other thing is, is there anything else that, that you want to share to, you know, to our audience um, and the folks listening today that's been on your heart or is something that you feel like uh, should be mentioned before we hop off this, this morning? Well, Tyler, this has been a lot of fun to have mm-hmm. the conversation. And yeah, I think the only uh, final thing is uh, the, the, the idea um, of, 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 of simple, uh, Trust and take the next step. Uh, trust that God is at work. Keep your eyes on him. Don't drift on a personal level and get moving. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done in this world, and I, I'm excited uh, to hear how God continues to use you, Tyler, mm-hmm. and and all the other people that are listening in. Uh, there's a lot of good work to be done, and uh, it's I, I find it a wonderfully exciting time to be alive uh, on a global uh, level. Um, uh, to be part of a global church and to see what God is going to do within our lifetime. So, yeah, keep uh, hoping, uh, keep trusting, mm-hmm. and keep doing good. Great. Awesome. Well, well, thanks so much. Uh, it's been a pleasure uh, chatting with you as well and um, just hearing a bit more about your, your individual uh, walk and, you know, some stories as well going back to, you know, your time in Africa um, in Burundi just, you know, just last week. Um, but then also the, you know, at a, at a bigger picture as well and how we can keep in mind, um, our mission and, and how that, that, that speaks to something really greater than ourselves. Um, and just to wrap up, would you mind closing us out in prayer to conclude? I'd be more than happy to. Awesome. 
Oh, God, thank you for this time, and thank you for every single person that is listening, and uh, especially, Lord, thank you for Tyler. pray that your hand of blessing would be upon him and that you would continue to use him in building of your kingdom and inspiring many. Um, God, thank you for your great love, um, and we ask that you would equip us to receive that love and then uh, to be extremely generous in how and where and when we share it with others until the day that we are with you. God, would you keep our hearts faithful? Uh, would you keep our mindset on you? And would you use us in whatever way uh, you choose? So thanks for this time. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.